Hi, it's Mackenzie, and this is the Mill Spouse Brief. Happy Friday. I feel like it's been so long since I recorded an episode, which it really hasn't even been that long. I just had so many on the queue. But I wanted to take a break from having special guests and kind of do a life update, tell you guys a little bit more about the Navy, and remember the 13 service members that have passed away because of Afghanistan. So I first wanted to start off by just saying their names and remembering them. It is honestly just, it's just so sad. Everything that happened and what they went through and in general, everything that our service members have been going through. So the 13 that lost their lives in Afghanistan last week were Lance Corporal David Espinosa, Sergeant Nicole Gee, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, Staff Sergeant Ryan Noss, Corporal Hunter Lopez, Lance Corporal Riley McCollum, Lance Corporal Dylan Mariloa, Lance Corporal Kareem Naku, Sergeant Joanny Pichardo, Corporal Humberto Sanchez, Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, Corporal Dagan Page, and Corman Maxton Sovakiet. I probably butchered those names, but I really don't want them and their service and everything that they gave up to to ever be forgotten. And I wanted to hold a, a special reminder on this podcast just because I am so grateful for what they have gone through and what they they did for us, you know. I feel like I have a lot of mixed feelings about what happened and I don't want this podcast to become political, so I will leave it at that. But I do want to openly express my gratitude and my appreciation for their lives and what they did to allow us to live in a free country and to have the wonderful things that we do have because we live in America. And I'm just so grateful and I feel like there's not enough thanks in the world to repay them for what they did. So life has been very busy. I was in Montana last week, which was really fun. I had like really long work days and then kind of a break, but overall it was good. Montana is so pretty. Like it is so pretty y'all. I, not that I didn't think it was pretty, but just being there and just seeing everything was so pretty. There was one county that I had to work at and they wanted a nine o'clock appointment, but um, my hotel was four hours from them. So I woke up at 4 a.m., left by 4.30 and drove the four hours there. And to watch the sunrise was just beautiful. I was like blessed that I got to do it. And then the county that I had to go work at was situated on this like amazing lake. I like don't even have words to explain how beautiful it was there around the lake like oh my goodness and I didn't realize how far north it was but it was like pretty close to Canada so it was already pretty chilly like it was like the high was like I think 60 maybe and when I got there it was like 39 so they definitely get to experience fall which I'm really jealous that California does not have fall because 
Now that my fall decorations are out, I feel like it should feel like fall, but I don't know if it's ever going to feel like fall, but that's okay. That was one of the things I loved about Ohio so much was the fall and everything that you got to experience and do during the fall. It was always my favorite. We came home and I got asked to do this photo shoot out in Joshua Tree and Cade was invited to come and it was for this bridal company that does these wedding dresses and they needed a bunch of pictures of it and it was interesting. I can tell you that modeling is not ever going to be on my resume or something that I do. I am not a model. Uh, but it was really fun and the pictures turned out great and overall it was fun to spend that time with Cade. Uh, we had a lot of good talks in the car, kind of just dealing with everything that's going on right now in our life and I was just really grateful to spend that time with him and anytime we hang out we just laugh a ton and it was just, it was fun to be together and do that. We had a pretty good week. I felt like it flew by. Like I feel like this week was just so like quick and busy um and everything i feel like it's good kate is gearing up to go to the field for a week and a half or i think it's i don't know i think it's like nine or ten days my cousin's coming out so i'm really excited for that so i'm getting ready for her to come out and get everything situated with that and then i've had a lot of things happen with the navy so that is what this podcast is kind of going to be about today I was going to kind of update about everything, kind of talk about some things that I've learned, and share some stories. So I'm really excited. So without further ado, here is my life update on the Navy. All right, y'all. So as you are listening to this, my Navy application is officially submitted. It is now in the hands of my recruiter who is submitting it to the board. And it's crazy to think that literally three months ago in June, I had this idea and now come full circle, here we are, we're waiting for the board. So uh, when I went, got home from Montana the next day, I had interviews in Coronado. So basically the way it works for this kind of package and specifically my job is it's really competitive and it's really hard to get into is what I've been told. So in order to submit your package, you have to have appraisals written from interviews that you had with 05 or above officers. So because the program is so hard, in the way to kind of like lessen how many applicants get sent to the board because they can only pick so many and they don't wanna go through 50 applicants to only pick three type thing, Basically, the interview process is another kind of weeding out situation. So there were five applicants that had interviews in Coronado on that Friday that I went to. And then basically the way I understand it is you have to get an appraisal written in order to like submit your package to the board. Well, they only wrote appraisals for X amount of people. And for this board, they only wrote appraisals for one person. So if five people interviewed with this board, it was three people. It was a lieutenant commander, a commander, and a captain, which I'll explain a little bit later because they were like the nicest people. But five of us interviewed and only one of us got chosen. And I think it just helps so that not everybody goes to this board when they can only pick so many people. 
So I was so nervous. I spent all of Montana fretting, like so much anxiety. I didn't know how I felt. I didn't even know if I should show up to the interviews, you guys. Like that's how nervous I was. And it was truly like I was nervous of failure. I was nervous to go and have so many people know that I had this on the line and not get chosen. I was so nervous and I wasn't ready to basically face that failure and be embarrassed. Well, I went, uh, woke up really early. So I got home at like 11 o'clock from Montana, woke up at 4.30 to work out because I was like, I feel like a workout will be do me really well. And like you guys know, I love Katie and Holy You Fitness and her workouts are hands down the best. So of course I felt better after going. And I'm really glad I went because she really helped motivate me and make me feel really good about the process. And kind of was like, hey, if you don't get chosen, that's okay because God has a plan. And if it's not the Navy, there's going to be something else. And so honestly, she helped calm my anxiety a lot. So I'm glad I went. So I showed up, did the workout, came home, showered, ate some breakfast, got ready, and then headed down. And I was like, well, I want to be early because obviously early is better than late. I've never been to the base on Coronado. So I wanted to make sure that I kind of knew where I needed to park and everything like that. So I show up, it's about like 9.30, and I like check in, and the lieutenant commander comes out, and she's like, hey, we're running behind, so sorry, you can just wait out here with the other applicant. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So I'm sitting out there with this guy, um, he was a petty officer first class, and he is, so they call him like MC1, so in the Navy I learned that you kind of, if you know their job, you call them like their job, and then their rank kind of after it. Versus like in the Marine Corps, you just call them like Corporal so-and-so or Lance Corporal so-and-so or Sergeant so-and-so. So he was an MC1, which is like the mass communications, which um, is like the enlisted job for the PAOs. So we stood out and talked for a little while just because the interviews were kind of like lagging. And then he went in, so then it was kind of just me standing out there talking, and everyone was really nice. Like, any person that walked by me said hi to me, asked me if I needed anything, uh, did I want a chair, did I need water, how was I doing? Like, they were all so welcoming and super nice. So I'm kind of just standing there, and like, obviously I'm so nervous. I'm the only, I believe, at least from my eyes, I was the only civilian type thing applicant most everybody was in their navy uniforms or was prior navy and so I was definitely nervous because I was like man I don't know how they're gonna like think about this what are they gonna think about that you know so I show up y'all they were so nice I walk in and they're like smiling at me and they're like sit down and the captain's like thanks for coming all the way down from Pendleton. And I was like, oh, wow, like you read my file. Like you know about me. You know, like they had read up about me. They knew so much about me already. And it totally eased everything I felt. Like I was like, okay, I got this. And like just, just the fact that they were just like smiling at me and being nice and that sense. Not that I expected them to like be mean, but I expected it to be a lot more like serious and hardcore. Like I like expected to be like grilled, you know? Not at all. They asked me questions as they should have, but they were so kind and nice in the way they asked and truly just like interested in my answers and who I am. And it was wonderful. So they asked me different questions about like where I went for my schooling, why I chose the Navy, what I do right now for work, what life is like being a military spouse, how I view the military, the podcast, how I view like what I'll be doing 
for the Navy different than like what I do right now for my clients, you know, different things like that. And it made me feel really good because the two things I was most nervous about was the fact that I was a military spouse. I couldn't tell how they were going to view me as a military spouse. As we've talked about on the podcast, there's a lot of different types of military spouses, and I didn't know what type they kind of stereotyped and what type they were wanting, and so I couldn't tell if they thought it was a good thing that I was a military spouse or a bad thing. Thankfully, they thought it was awesome. They appreciated the fact that I had gone through deployments with my husband and training and long distance and was very familiar and comfortable with military life, which I am. And so I was really grateful that they saw that and they saw that as a benefit and not a negative thing. The next thing I was nervous about was the podcast. I wasn't sure how they were going to view it. I wasn't sure if they were going to think it was cool, if they were going to think it was lame, if they were going to like it or, you know, like what they were going to do. And they were so supportive and they thought it was awesome that I branched out and did this podcast. And I'm so grateful because the podcast has taught me so much, honestly, and I love it. And so for the fact that they viewed it as a good thing really made me happy. And so... I asked them a couple questions, you know, like, how can I better prepare? What's super important? And overall, they were, like, so nice. Like, just so kind, so great. And it just helped me feel so good. So I left feeling, like, on cloud nine. I called Kate and I said, no matter what happens, I am confident with the way I performed. I'm confident with my answers. So if they don't pick me, I am okay because I am happy with how it went down. I'm really blessed to say that I was chosen as the top candidate. I am just so grateful that they saw that in me and that they are giving me this opportunity. And so it made Friday really great. I was on cloud nine. I was flying high, super happy that I was chosen as the top candidate and that my application was going to continue to go through. And so that really helped solidify like, hey, I'm doing the right thing. Whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen, and this is good. So I was really happy about that. So fast forward, I had my medical, my final medical exam on Monday. So I did kind of like I talked about part one, part two, and part two was finally at the hospital on Monday, and so I kind of met with a doctor. We did an EKG. She just went over all of my medical history, all that kind of stuff and basically cleared me. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about. So I think I've talked about on the podcast before that like I had a bunch of different medical things um, happen to me. And when Kate and I were like dating and even like married, we always used to joke. And I was like, I could never get into the Navy like or even the any military branch in general just because of my health. Like I was a sick kid, you know? And it's crazy to me to look back over the last just give it like five years, you know, and I could even push it back to like eight, like from when I was in middle school till now. And if you were to read my file, you would literally look up and you would go, there's pages missing. Like, where, where is the rest of her file? And that's like truly how it feels. I had arthritis as a little kid and I was in bad shape. And so it's crazy to me to like 
look at truly how I have been healed, like miraculously been healed. And it's crazy to me that I was on so many different medications, so many different things. I was so sick, y'all, like super sick. And now I'm training six days a week for the Navy. Like it is crazy to me that my body has been able to do this transformation. And like I put it on my medical file. I told the doctors like this is no, I did not lie about anything. I explained that I was a sick kid. I explained that I had these problems. I explained that I had my appendix removed. I explained that I struggled with all these different things. And it's crazy to me that I no longer have those issues. I could barely get through a cheer season because my arthritis was so bad and now I'm doing CrossFit type workouts with Katie and running and like pushing my body to the extreme and have no problems. Like it is miraculous to me. And it truly just goes to show that like God has a plan and whatever needs to happen will happen and he will allow those things to happen and as you know I'm a very religious person and I am just dumbfounded at the way that my body has been able to heal in order to do these things that I am supposed to do. I was talking to a couple of my friends and Katie and I was explaining that even if I didn't get into the Navy that preparing for the Navy and doing these workouts and eating properly, I showed my body and my mind that I could live a healthy lifestyle, that I could be healthy, and that I could do the things that were necessary to overcome these trials. So even if I didn't get into the Navy, I have learned and gained so much that it became worth it. No matter what happens, it is so worth what I was able to go through to like wake up and have a good relationship with food and to not stand in the mirror and hate my body and you know, just things like that. And it truly just goes to show that all things are possible with God, that like he literally can move mountains if he wants you on that other side of that mountain. And that is truly how I have felt. I have truly felt like I was destined to do this and that God was going to make a way for me to be able to succeed. Someone messaged me yesterday and asked me like, hey, why did you choose the Navy? What is this? this?" And it truly is because of God. I was literally prompted to look into this And I have continued to push and push and push. And when I felt empty and I felt like I couldn't give it anymore, there was still something left in me. And I know that that was because of my Heavenly Father putting that in me and allowing me to continue to push. And for me, it's honestly just truly amazing. It's truly amazing that I have been able to do a full 180. I was telling the doctor on Monday when I was at my appointment, I was like, I used to have arthritis. It used to be really bad. But I literally don't anymore. Like I literally do not have the pains and the gaps and the holes and the issues like I used to. I explained that I had really, really bad periods and endometriosis. And I mean, I would bleed every six days. I would bleed for six months straight. I would be in bed not able to get up because my cramps were so bad. I would go through four to five tampons a day. Like I mean, they were rough. And now I have like maybe five day periods that last every month, like they last five days. They are consistently on a schedule now 
and I could probably wear one tampon a day. Like they are the lightest, most easy thing. And it's just miraculous to me and I am forever indebted and grateful that my body has been able to make these transformations and I know that it was not anybody or anything besides God allowing this to happen. So my medical was completed. That was a huge weight off my shoulders and then I met with my recruiter on Thursday and submitted everything, did all the paperwork. So right now we are good to go. It is in the hands of the board and I'm just sitting here waiting and I feel so good. I feel so good to know, all right, I did everything I could. This is not my problem anymore. This is up to them and at the end of the day, whatever happens, happens and I'm content, but I'm honestly super excited. I was talking to another person a couple hours ago and they sent me some videos and this woman made all of these videos on Navy OCS y'all and she like breaks down the swim call and the indoctrination phase and what you're going to go through this and what you're going to do with that and what this is going to be like and how to prepare for this and I have just been eating it up as much knowledge as I can gain I want to gain. And so I'm really excited to continue to prepare and hope that the board sees what the interviewers saw in me and that they read the appraisals and listen to them and want to select me so that I can go. I put in my package that I would go in July. We did the math for Cade's terminal leave. So kind of like I talked about, if I get selected for this program, Cade will not re-enlist. And so we were looking at his kind of leave days and stuff like that. And the math we did is like he'll get out like end of June because he has so many leave days saved up um, for his terminal leave, which is crazy, which will be nice because that means that we can head home. We can do everything we need to do, get him situated, and then I can go to Rhode Island. So it makes me feel really good to know that I will be able to do kind of like X, Y, and Z and have everything in order and everything kind of taken care of. That's been something that Kate and I have been talking about and kind of working through. Honestly, I just, I had a lot of guilt for wanting to do this and knowing that I was going to be gone for X amount of months and leave him and kind of leave him with all of the responsibilities to take care of and we were talking about it. And I'm just grateful that I've been blessed with a husband that is so kind and loving. And he was like, babe, I got this. Like, don't worry. Like, you you got this and you need to focus at OCS. Don't be worrying about the bills at home. Don't be worrying about the laundry or the grocery shopping. Like, I got this. Don't worry. And so I'm just grateful that I have someone that is so willing and honest and able to, like, do these things. And honestly, just be supportive of my dreams and my goals. I'm grateful that Kate is the one that wants to stay home with the kids in the long run because that was something that I was very honest up front about that it was not something I wanted to do that I wanted to work and so I feel like it's just coming full circle this is another reason why I knew that Kate and I were meant to be and supposed to be together and so at the end of the day I'm just so grateful that I've had this opportunity and that we have at least this to kind of put in my storybook you know whether I get selected or not I'm just grateful that I've had this opportunity I have learned so much 
And kind of like I talked about in the intro, with everything happening in this world, it's really scary and everything that's going on is a lot. But I truly do feel like I need to serve and it's something that I really want to do. I want to experience that. I want to give back to my country and I want to be able to know that I made a difference. It's something that's really been in my heart recently and I'm just grateful that I'm even getting the opportunity to try and like we talked about on the podcast earlier with the Navy, I just don't want to live with regret. I don't want to live knowing that maybe I could have done something or I could have at least tried. I'd rather a no come from them than me tell myself no. So overall, that is kind of the update. So kind of looking further with the podcast, I have some wonderful spouses coming on in the next few weeks and I'm really excited about that. I have the ball episode coming up which will be great and get everybody prepared with what to expect for the ball and some tips and tricks and then we'll kind of see what happens with the Navy and I'll keep updates on my preparation and I'm just super excited that I had this opportunity and that I'm learning and growing and there's so much to learn and grow out there and I just can't wait to continue to have so much self-development and see where the future goes. Alright, so to close, I wanted to read this quote and this came across my Instagram yesterday from Cade's best friend's girlfriend. She posted a thing and I reposted it to my story. And the fourth slide really kind of hit me hard and I loved it. And this is what it says. It says, we're so busy watching out for what's just ahead of us that we don't take time to enjoy where we are. And it's by Calvin and Hobbes. And I love that. I feel like, and I was telling Cade after I posted this and we were talking about it, I was like, this is literally the time in my life that I could not wait for. I was so excited to be married to Cade and live together and do all the mundane things, cooking dinner, cleaning the house, brushing our teeth, like just laughing and living life together. And I don't want to wish it away. And it's really something that I am trying every day to just take time to enjoy this process, take time to enjoy where I'm at in life. I'm never going to live this exact scenario again. And so the fact that I am living what I couldn't wait for in the past, like that is my present. I don't want to wish for the future. I really just want to take in what my life is right now and truly enjoy it. And it's something I'm trying really hard to do. And I encourage everyone to do it. I really think it's important to live in the moment and know that at one point or another in your life, you could not wait for this point in your life. And so instead of just being like, I can't wait till I'm in the Navy, I can't wait until I'm in the Navy, I want to say like, I'm so excited that right now I'm a military spouse and that my husband's in the Marine Corps and that we're living in California and that we don't have kids at the moment and we are able to truly invest in our relationship right now and invest in ourselves. And I'm just grateful that I have this time and opportunity and it's something I'm going to try really hard this week is I'm going to write the quote in my planner so I can look at it every day. And I'm really going to try to take time to focus on the now 
and that at one point in my life, and that's how I was telling Kate, I was like, Kate, we used to like literally lay in bed and talk about how we couldn't wait till we lived together. And that was like what got me through all the long distance. And so now that this is our time in life, I'm so grateful that it's come true and that we've worked so hard to accomplish that. And I don't want to wish it away. So that's going to be my challenge for this week is I am going to try and live in the moment and enjoy the moments that I have been wanting so badly. And now that this is my life, I'm so blessed and grateful. I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for the men and women that risk their lives in Afghanistan and that we live in a free country. I love America and I'm so grateful that I live here. I'm so grateful that I'm an American and that I have these opportunities to experience this life. I hope and pray that I'm able to serve my country as well and become a naval officer. And I'm grateful for all my listeners and everything that you guys do for me. And I'm grateful for the support that you show me. I love this podcast. It's so fun. It's taught me a lot and I'm really grateful for it. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and I will catch you next Friday.